anyone can have Reiki and it also can't do any harm. It can only do good. Welcome to my podcast, Keep It Spicy. My name is Shuba and I will be your host for today's episode. Interested in hearing about love, life, travel, and career? I will be exploring all those topics and more. If you want to tag along for something fun, entertaining, exciting, and of course, spicy, hit that follow button so you can stay up to date with more episodes. Now, let's get into it. This is Keep It Spicy. Today's guest is Charlotte Tratner. Charlotte is a graduate from the University of Central Florida specializing in broadcast journalism with a minor in history. She has a passion for all things wellness, beauty, and entertainment related, whether it be news, writing, editing, or more. Charlotte and I know each other through our mutual friend Edmund Clark, who connected me with her because, aside from all this wonderful stuff, Charlotte is also the co-founder and creator of the 20 and Trying podcast, which I had the lovely opportunity of being a guest on. Thank you so much for joining me today, Charlotte. I am so excited. I've been thinking about making this episode like ever since I like emailed, reached out to you about it. I've been so excited for it. And I'm just so excited to have you on my podcast because I'm pretty sure our listeners know because I promoted it online, but I was on yours. So I'm so excited and happy to have you on mine. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I was really excited when you sent that email. I loved having you on my podcast and now like the tables are turned and I'm really excited for this. <laughs> so I'm just going to start by asking you uh, a question that I ask all of my guests on my podcast, which is like, you know, what's your story? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Basically, what's the spice to your life? My bio is pretty simple. I am 23, which feels very strange to say. I am from Florida. I went to school in Florida. I really wanted to get out, but you know, scholarships or scholarships. So I stayed in Florida. I got a degree from UCF in broadcast journalism. I absolutely love telling people stories. I just think everyone has a unique thing about them and we need to share powerful narratives with people, especially during today's climate and world. Um, But I didn't want to do news just because it was way too depressing. I did internships in the news industry and I couldn't get excited over certain things that are considered hard news just because it was too depressing and I didn't want to share the grim and gore in the world. It's kind of already pretty dark. So I started my podcast, 20 and Trying, because I'm in my 20s and I'm really trying to make the most of it. I read The Defining Decade, which if anyone hasn't read it, I highly recommend it. It's by Dr. Meg Jay. And it's just pretty much like you can't just goof around in your 20s because we're living in a very different time in the world. If you want to eat, pray, love it, eat, pray, love it, but make sure that you are doing it in the right way and you're not just backpacking to backpack. So it was how to make the most of your 20s. And it was really difficult because I read it during the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic is still going on, but I was really frustrated because all of the things that she talks about, you can't do when you're in lockdown. So I was thinking, what can I do to not waste my time? Okay, I can talk to other 20-somethings who are making the most of their time because people are getting jobs, even though the unemployment rate, at least in the United States, is absolutely obscene. Um, 
I can talk to people who society essentially deems as successful, but also kind of draw the curtain on, okay, so you are considered a success, but let's talk about the struggles that you went through that a lot of people don't talk about. Like you don't hear about the people who applied to jobs for a year and got turned down. You only hear about it when they got the job. And it's really discouraging, especially I think for people who like me, I'm a very high achiever. I graduated summa cum laude from college and I'm struggling to get a job. And there are also people who had much lower grades than I did who don't have the work ethic, but they have a job and it is so frustrating. So I think it's important to also highlight successes and struggles. So that's 20 and trying. I am also a Florida-based model. So part of the reason I stayed in Florida was to model during school. So that was great because I was able to graduate without any debt. I traveled all across the state. I've traveled out of the country and in different states to model, which is super exciting. I have met wonderful women and men through the industry. I think it definitely helped me become the person that I am today. So that was a really exciting opportunity that I was able to have. But I also know that I was brought on this podcast because of my experience with Reiki. So Reiki is essentially energy. It's a type of energy healing. Energy healing has always been like a really big thing in my house. My mom is an integrative practitioner and she is an acupuncturist. So energy healing has always been something that has just been in my mind. And I wanted to become certified in a different type of energy healing than my mom. So that is why I did Reiki, but I've always been incredibly intuitive. Uh, I like used to, this is going to sound horrible, but like I used to see dead spirits in my yard. We found out that my house is actually built on like an ancient Indian burial ground. And when I was oh young, I was gosh. like, mom, we have someone in our backyard. And I like was able to describe what he looked like. And my mom did her research. And that's when we found out like, okay, yeah, we do have like our house is built on ancestral land. And we did like a special thing to acknowledge, okay, this is your land. Thank you for letting us live here. And my mom takes care of several mediums. And if they would come to the house, they've been like, you know, you have like a spirit in your backyard. And my mom's like, yeah, that's Shar's Indian. He kind of just hangs out in the back. Native. I want to make sure that I say this and I don't cultural culturally appropriate, but like Native American, Floridian-based Indian, this is their land. So, you know, he lives in our backyard. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Land. But like, I've seen things. My mom has seen things like when our neighbors pass away, like we sense it. So I also want to preface, like, if you are interested in Reiki, you do not have to be a medium. You do not need to see dead people. Anyone can learn Reiki. I feel like this also just took a really crazy turn. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I went, yeah, my, my, I went from like, oh my gosh, like you graduated debt-free amazing to like, whoa, I see dead people in my backyard. <laughs> I was like, I just went on like an emotional, like an emotional roller coaster right now being like, whoa. <laughs> um, but oh my gosh, that's, that is so interesting. Like, so wait, can I ask is like the, do you still see no. the spirit in your backyard now? Definitely not as much. As I got older, I think I kind of like lost that gift. It is something that you can get back. And some people say, you know, you can only be a medium, like you can't train to be a medium. And I don't think that's true. We live in a world that is very linear. And a lot of people are closed off to certain things. I don't think that that's the case. And granted, there are some charlatans that exist in the world that really want to take advantage of people. 
But I think you can train yourself to acknowledge that energy is all around us. I mean, if you think about it, we are energy and energy isn't created and destroyed. So if someone passes away, what happens to their spirit? It doesn't just disappear. So I think that there are ways to train yourself and to acknowledge and be more aware of what is around you if you can't necessarily see it. Oh my gosh. And you sound very not scared when you're talking about this, especially like very nonchalantly dropped in there. That as a kid, you saw like, were you not scared? I would be terrified if I felt like a present, like I get scared to go to the bathroom at like two in the morning when I'm like, because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, so. Oh, it's fine. So do I. I like, and I pass a mirror on the way to the bathroom. So like I book it. And when I was at school, my bed was elevated, I would make like a three foot jump. Because I I mean, I'm totally a scaredy cat, but I don't ever feel like the presence of benevolent spirits, if that makes sense. No, I'm sure. Yes, there are places that have dark energy. There are tools that you can do to close yourself off to that negative energy and protect yourself. So for instance, when I go to the mall, I'm like, whoa, there is just a lot going on. So I've learned like to close myself up and to try not to be affected by it. But when I was, I don't think like it, I didn't recognize, I think I was maybe like four or five when this happened, like, oh, there's someone in the, I was like, oh, there's someone in the backyard. I do remember like one time I saw, it looked like a jail escapee, like a prisoner escapee and wearing like that black and white striped uniform that you always see with handcuffs. And I remember telling my mom, she was like, okay, I remember being freaked out at that, but I also just think if you see something, if, if you feel something that you think may be dark, you can acknowledge it and say like, please, can you go away? Uh, I'm sure some people have had some darker experiences and I come from a place of being incredibly grateful that that hasn't happened to me. So I don't necessarily fear it, but also I can't watch horror movies. Like absolutely not. <laughs> I think the only one I saw was like a remake of the Blair Witch Project. I slept with the lights on for a week. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm the same. Like, I can't either. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's so amazing. I love, I love this whole story. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Reiki practitioner at all. I have had Reiki done to me, but it was like my roommate, uh, I think her and her mom were, her mom was a practitioner for sure. I don't think she was like a formal practitioner, but she like could, could like give me energy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she did that for me a couple times when we were in high school because like, like I was on the swim team in high school. So I would train like, mm. like super rigorously. Um, so I would be like exhausted most of the time. And then we'd have like our own, like w- in school, like competition. So I remember like a day, like I had a fever before like a big swim race that oh, I had, but like I had to do it. Cause like I was needed for that. And I remember she was like, okay, I like, she, she gave me like, she did her Ricky thingy on me. So, oh my gosh. So it's, it's, it's just like so interesting. And it's like, it's so funny because like, I'm, again, I'm not a practitioner where I was going with this was that like, I feel like it's very, you're right. It's very easy to sense like energy or like presence or just like, I want to, it's not just like a vibe, but it's very easy to feel like elevated at around certain people who are more like who are also elevated if that makes sense and then it's very easy to also feel like dragged down and I feel like I sound so hippie whenever I say this like I tell my brother all the time like sometimes he'll be doing something or say or just like in his words like I feel like your words also carry energy and like I'll be like no this is 
this is very low energy. Like, I'm, I feel like your energy right now is being harnessed in a very, like, unproductive manner right now. And you'd be like, oh, you sound like a hippie. But, like, this is so interesting <laughs> to me that, like, even going to the mall, like, you can feel, like, such a sudden, like, switch. Uh, so it's funny my mom actually called me out earlier she's like your energy not earlier but like earlier this week she's like your energy is just off and I'm like yeah my energy is off also because I've been getting like two job rejections every single day it's easy to let out external stimuli affect the way that you feel there are something called a highly sensitive person which is an ASP HSP a lot I think we live in this world where physicians are so quick to diagnose people with like so sorry excuse my dogs like western thinking ailments so i mean i'm i totally have add my parents have add and i'm sure and i know for a fact like those conditions do exist so i don't want to undermine that but you can be a highly sensitive person and still walk in, in the world like a normal indiv- not a normal individual but just you can walk in the world without being affected sometimes and it's how you protect yourself So yeah, you can go to the mall and be super spaced by external stimuli. That happens. So, okay, close yourself off. I like to think of myself as like standing in a golden lotus flower. And I just like, I close, like I peel the flower petals up. And then I think like a red laser beam around it. And I like push that red laser beam outside. So it has a larger circumference. I really hope I'm using the correct geometry terms, which I haven't (laughs) in years. because that visualization helps. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go out in the world. There are times where I don't do that. Like I really didn't think about it in college. I also lived in my own space in college. I think if I lived with roommates, I would have absolutely lost my shit just because, you know, I've lived with my parents and then I went to live by myself in college. So I'm totally not used to that and having like all of that energy inside a place. But like, I don't do well in bars. I don't do well in crowded areas. It's just so much for me. So it's just kind of, you know, you figure out how to walk in the world, but there's a really good interview. My mom was actually interviewed for it and it was like, okay, how can you survive in the world as a highly sensitive person and also not be upset that you are this thing because it is such a gift. Like you said, how you can sense energy. That is a gift to be able to connect with people on that level. Wow. My next question was actually going to be like, what's something about yourself that people might be surprised to learn? But I feel like all of this like pretty much answers that. Is there anything more? You're full of surprises in like the best way. Is there another thing that people will be surprised to learn about? Uh, yes, actually. So my great grandfather actually coined the word rock and roll. No way. And I swear, like, I'm not making this up. Like, I feel like your listeners are going to be like, oh my God, she's just like, pulling shit but no really like you can look him up his name is Leo Mint he helped produce the first rock concert and the rock and roll so the rock and roll hall of fame is actually you know it's in Cleveland and like nothing is in Cleveland Ohio except like Cedar Point which is a roller coaster (laughs) park and the rock and roll hall of fame but the reason that it is in Cleveland is because it's actually considered like the birthplace of rock and roll so he had a record store called Record Rendezvous and Back in like the 30s, 40s, 50s, you couldn't listen to music before you bought it. You just had to like purchase the record, purchase whatever you were listening to music on. And he started playing music within his store and letting people listen before they purchased the music. 
and he noticed everyone was dancing to a certain type of music and he was like everyone is rocking and rolling he hired alan freed who kind of gets all the credit so you know my family is a little salty about that who was a well-known disc jockey in the area and he said okay you need to play this music and a lot of people didn't want to play the music we because it was considered i'm using air quotes for everyone who can't see race music at the time okay and he was like my grandfather was like no you need to play this i promise you it will do well he started playing it and he was like, you need to use the phrase rock and roll. So that is where the term derived from. And I think it's awesome. And he just like, he doesn't get the credit for it. It's very interesting because it was kind of like the man behind the curtain. I actually applied to a job, like an internship at Billboard and I wrote about it. I don't think they read my cover letter. Oh. They were like, oh, we're going to go with someone else. And I'm like, but did you read the cover letter? Because... <laughs> I don't think anyone else has that story. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh, that's so unfortunate that they were like, but they clearly didn't read the cover letter. That is so cool. And now I, I can guarantee you, like whoever's listening to this episode is like on their phone looking it up now. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing that. Very, thank very you for letting me share it. <laughs> um, also speaking of, so before we jump into a bit more Reiki, you mentioned that you graduated just recently last year, 2020. We had a pandemic and Charlotte graduated. Um, so I know you've been super busy since then. I saw that you're a contribution writer at Well Defined. Is that your current uh, employment? I am a contributing writer to them. So essentially, I'm really grateful for the opportunity just because wellness has always been such a part of my life. It's not just a trend. It's how I was born, how I was raised. And I think we live in a time where trends are a really big thing, like this whole 30 keto intermittent fasting. You do you, but do it in a healthy way. But it's also about recognizing the recognizing the truth about wellness. And I'm really fortunate that the editor lets me write and also do something called the wellness questionnaire where I'm talking to experts in the field. I'm asking them about their experience and a little bit more about them and what they think of the wellness industry. And it's really interesting because one of the questions is like, what is the most overused word in wellness? And a majority of the time people always pick up on like the trends and they mention that within that question. So it's just one of the side things that I'm doing right now. Uh, while I look for a full-time job within the journalism industry. Gotcha. And aside from that, folks, aside from all of this, she also does have her own podcast, as she mentioned. And then you have a collaboration with your mom called, do I pronounce it as hot? Like it's H-A-U-T-E. Oh, for, hot, but it's hot pronounced, Oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing. Hot no, and holistic. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will edit that part out. <laughs> no, everyone says that. Everyone's like, how do you say this word? I'm like, it's hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, hot and holistic living. So I want to talk to you a little bit about like this health conscious lifestyle that, you know, that you have tried to like, that you've built for yourself and that you also want to share with other people. So you did mention that your mom is a doctor of integrative and Chinese medicine. Um, so obviously I'm sure that you were like also influenced by her. You very subtly mentioned that you were on, you had a scholarship to yes. the University of uh, Central Florida. Um, so everybody, she had a full scholarship studying journalism. So I, before we go into like the whole everything else, like, can you tell me a little bit about how 
all of the above, like everything that I've mentioned has brought you to where you are in this moment. So like the Houghton holistic, like just everything. Okay. So backstory, I have a learning disability. Um, it's called apraxia and it's just, it's, when I was younger, I described it as a cousin to dyslexia just because no one knew what apraxia was. It's a speech, uh, it's a neurological speech, speech disorder. So I spoke with a speech impediment until I was 12, but it also affects motor skills and reading and writing. So I was in speech therapy for 12 years and then I got into theater as a form of speech therapy, which is how I ended up at my high school, which is how I met Edmund. Because of my impediment, because of my learning disability, I realized if I worked hard enough and if I spent enough time, I could control the outcome. And I made myself a little bit nuts about grades, which still exist. And I ended up having a 4.0 in high school. I worked my ass off. That's all I did. I studied, I did theater. That was my life, which was fine. But my principal was a little bit close-minded is what we'll say. And he was like, you can't have a learning disability and have straight A's. Your parents made that up. He also made some anti-Semitic comments uh, about my learning disability and about my parents. And my parents were like, yeah, that's it. No. So I left my school at the end of my junior year. And I figured, okay, what can I do to make the most of my senior year, which I was finishing remotely? That's how I found journalism. Someone gave me the opportunity to contribute to their blog and write about motivation and wellness. Then when I was, so I applied to colleges. I got all over the country. I mean, I applied as a learning disabled student who had a 4.0. I was a pet lemur. Everyone was like, oh my God, yes. I got half a million dollars in college scholarships. UCF no way. was. Sorry, I just had to like, whoa, congratulations. I love this. Sorry. And this was like five years ago. So it's, you know, like I'll ride that train as long as I can. Uh, UCF gave me the most generous scholarship I could model while going there. And also, oh my God, Gainesville was just not for me. Like all Floridians love UF. And I was like, I can't do this. Like talking about energy, my mom, could feel how like miserable I was just walking around campus. She's like, yeah, you don't want to go here. I was like, I don't want to go here. So I ended up going to UCF. It made sense. Orlando actually has a, a several modeling opportunities. So it was great. And it was central. So I could drive to Tampa and Miami, Naples, the whole nine yards. My dad was super happy when I went over the miles on my lease, <laughs> but you know, small things. So then in college, I had a really great opportunity to go to a independent and clean beauty summit that, and I went with my mom. My mom is a badass. She's awesome. She's everything I want to be. And people were like, oh my God, the two of you are so cute. Like, why don't you start something together? Which is why we started Houghton Holistic. And it was like this mother daughter wellness duo. And it works because my mom is so knowledgeable. She's been used as a medical source in more than 600 publications. She's been in like Harper's Bazaar, Germany and Allure and Well and Good and all of these crazy publications like Bustle, like Birdie. I mean, she's awesome. So she has the medical knowledge and I can write about it. So we started doing this thing called Hotonalistic. Granted, we probably should be a little bit more diligent on it and keep up with it. It was really something special that I got to do with my mom and we probably should get back to it. 
because she's oh. been very busy. Oh my gosh, I love this. Like, this is the most wholesome spice that I've heard and actually no I don't want to say I've heard in a while like all my guests have holistic spice but this is like no pun intended this is like so lovely like I love this whole mother daughter like woman power like I love this whole thing that's going on and I want to leap off of that so you mentioned right before this question that I asked you that um people jump on like trends and such mm -hmm. um like it's very easy to like hear like oh self-care and then just like assume whatever about it and then jump on that like I I'm gonna say like I'm also hopping on a trend as I'm not gonna say which one because I'm like shy now but like I have also no! <laughs> um but basically like where I'm going at with this is that so on your website you've mentioned that you want to educate people the public on these trends while also promoting like green beauty which mm -hmm. is you know both safe stylish um and and also like wellness related which trends in particular have you had the most do you see popping up the most where you've really had to educate people the most about and also why is this important why have you taken this mission on why is it important to educate people about them okay i think right now one of the biggest trends are all of these diets like these fad diets and it's always been a trend i think everyone wants to achieve some type of quote-unquote wellness not everything is safe for every type of body like keto I am pretty sure that that type of dietary habit was actually for epileptic children and not everyone does well with it. It has some really weird side effects. Intermittent fasting is just a fancy way of saying that you're starving your body for certain things. Whole 30, I think is maybe the one that I can get behind the most just because essentially you're cutting out all of the refined foods from your body and it's also very similar to just how i eat because of some allergies that i have also please whoever is listening do not consider me a medical expert i am not whatsoever my degree is journalism people do not pay me for medical advice yes this is just this, yeah this is just <laughs> charlotte and i talking yes but because of what my mom does and what she has done for the past 20 something years and because of the way I grew up, I have a working knowledge that a lot of people don't have. I think another trend, which is very concerning, are people who are going to quote unquote health coaches for nutrition and wellness, go to someone with a medical certification. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to a health coach. Okay. If this person resonates with you, okay. But find someone who actually has a degree or like a basic understanding of biology and health, go to an expert source, which I think is the most important thing. And that is why my mom and I wanted to create Houghton Holistic because these like wellness bloggers, okay, well, what certification do you have that makes you an expert? Is it just your own experience? Like you have no idea what pre-existing conditions someone may have, and they are taking your word of advice as fact. And that may not necessarily be true. So I think going to someone who actually has the degree and the certifications, that is what is really important. And at least with Hope Holistic, I have my mom who is an expert source and we can pull on her knowledge to make sure that we are saying like, this may work for some people. It may not work for you because of X, Y, and Z. And that is so important. And it's also now I'm actually working with my mom at her medical office 
And I know that she says to her, she says this to her patients all of the time that there are some things that you really need to get to the root of a problem. And also some doctors just don't take the time to find what that root is, which is also another reason I think my mother is such a badass because she take so much time with her patients, but that's another story. Let me put it out there. Like, even though I mentioned that I'm going to a health coach like mine, she is certified. She's, she's studying to be a doctor. Okay, exactly. Like, like she's not some random some, person. No, absolutely. There are some like certifications that it's like an eight week program that is shorter than a traditional semester of college. And it isn't necessarily accredited. So if you do decide to go to a health coach, just do your due diligence and make sure that you understand what that coaching is and what that certification is. Also, there are like business coaches and there are energy healers. Like that is totally okay. You do you, but again, with anything, it's like as a news consumer, you want to go to an accredited source, like finding some person who is just typing in the basement their thoughts, like you know, consider it the same way. You want to get your news. You want to get your medical advice. You want to get anything from someone who actually has the knowledge to back that up. I support that. I feel like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like I have spoken to like people who like study nutrition, um, like not just my health coach, like many different people, like who are into like having like a fit body or like a healthy body, which are two different things now that I've learned. Like you can be like fit but that doesn't really necessarily mean that you're healthy on the inside or versus also like, like I tell this to, I told this to Edmund actually, I was like my, this lady that lived like in my neighborhood when I was growing up, she was a little, I'm not saying this in a rude way, but she was like a bigger woman, but she would go swimming every day. And mm-hmm. I remember her, cause like my mom and I would go swimming around the same time that she would go swimming in the evenings. And she was telling my mom about how, like, she, even though she looks like a bigger woman, when she goes to the doctor, like, he tells her, that, no, just, like, whatever you're doing, like, mm-hmm. your heart, your heart's, you're, because of the amount of exercise that she's doing, even though it may not necessarily, like, reflect on her body, her doctors would tell her that, like, no, you're doing the right thing, like, um, she was not diabetic, um, like, her body on the inside was all good, yes. um, for the most part, but, so I do agree with you there, but I, at the same time, like, I feel like everybody like has such different views on this. Like, I feel like you're here telling me that like, you know, this is a, this is, this is what you consider a fad. Like this is not right. Or this is right. I feel like everybody's different in the sense that like our listeners should also keep in mind that this is just Charlotte's opinion. Like, I'm pretty sure like if we ask another person who's doing similar things to Charlotte, who, who, you know, maybe their mom's also a doctor, like they probably have a different opinion where they're like, no, 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 no. There are mm-hmm. statistics and research and like, there's so-and-so reason as to why this does work so like everybody's different just wanted to put that out there so this is just charlotte's opinion but i enjoy you know hearing both sides of the coin and as as i mentioned like i'm doing my own little program too (laughs) um but but i'm happy like i was just speaking and she's a clinical social worker and we were talking about body positivity and she was essentially saying that if you see someone and you comment on how thin they are you don't actually know like what their internal health is, and you may actually be complementing an eating disorder. So I'm really happy that you brought it up. Like health does not necessarily equate to your outside physical appearance. Oh, 100%. Like society is kind of, especially like when we were younger, like society's kind of like trained us to think that way, especially when it comes to like looking at like the bodies of women. Like we're so easy to be like, oh my God, she's like, 
overweight so she's fat and unhealthy and then when you see her as she, like i feel like there's just no winning with women also it's like either you're too big or you're too skinny or you're too muscly or you're too like there, there's no winning at all but yeah also like just because you're like you know on the skinnier side or like more petite side does it that doesn't equate health and the same with the other side like just because you may be a little bigger like that also doesn't mean that you're like unhealthy or something like that mm-hmm. um so just putting that out there and then taking the topic back to reiki so as i mentioned like my roommate used to do it or like my roommate used to perform reiki um so i feel like this is something that does sound I'm not gonna lie it does sound very like hippie and stuff so what is something that you would like to debunk about reiki or like alternative medicine Okay, so I was doing my due diligence and making sure that I had my notes down because I just didn't want to sound like I was talking out of my ass. Oh my yes. gosh, I love the dedication. <laughs> Reiki sounds like hoo-hoo, like, ener- like mystical energy, but here's the thing. We are made of energy. Energy flows through us. And essentially, Reiki can help move the blocked key, which is, so Reiki is Japanese, key is chi. I think some people are more familiar with that. We are composed of chakras and meridians. Let's say something is blocked and you are feeling kind of stuck. Reiki can help move that energy. And the good news is you don't have to be, I think something that I want to clear up is you don't have to be a hippie. You don't have to be a moon child. You don't have to be this stereotypical energy practitioner to practice Reiki. The practice of Reiki is transferred from the master to the student, so you do have to find a master to actually teach you how to do this, but anyone can do it, and the great news is you can't hurt anyone by it. It's just helping to move that energy, and it can be done in person, and it can also be done virtually, as like Shuba and I are talking right now, or you can like transfer your energy to someone that you're thinking about. So you can send them Reiki healing and Reiki love to anyone in the world, which I think we all need right now. So do you practice like Reiki every day or like, can you do it for yourself? Like, can you (laughs) tell me a little bit about that? Like, is it kind of like meditation or is it kind of like yoga where like, yeah, I can teach others, but like, I can also like do it for myself, you know, like, and does it have to be done every day? Like what's the frequency of the practice? You don't have to do it every day. I think probably doing it every day would, I mean, it's with anything, like you become more familiar with things and you become more attuned to certain things. I guess comparing it to yoga is actually a good comparison because you can teach it, you can get certified, but yes, you can do it on yourself and you can practice on other people. There are some like technical things that I don't necessarily think I'm the expert to speak on. So I wouldn't want to say something that's actually wrong. But for instance, like my mom got really sick a few months ago and I was just like sending her Reiki and trying to make sure that she was better and some of her close friends who also practice it sending it to her I have a friend who's also certified in Reiki and she was sending her Reiki even though she was like based in Orlando and also this was like in the thick of the pandemic so it wasn't like my mom was actually coming in contact with any of these people I think that answered your question right (laughs) It, it does. And okay. this is my next question is like, this is so funny. If you've watched Twilight, like this is what uh, Kristen asks, or not Kristen, Bella asks like Edward, where she was like, do you, do you have to be like dying to become a vampire? So basically like, do you have to be hurting, you, you know, be in a situation where you're like sick or something? Or do you have to have some type of like ailment? Am I saying that word right? Yeah. Um, do you have to have 
yeah, some type of sickness or anything like that to require somebody to send you Reiki? No, not at all, which I think is a great thing. You can also just think about it as like clearing any of the negative energy from you. Now, there are studies that actually show that Reiki is beneficial, especially when it comes to pain. And some practitioners, some doctors are now bringing practitioners into hospitals to help their patients. You don't have to be sick or in pain to have Reiki. Anyone can have Reiki and it also can't do any harm. It can only do good. If I wanted to become a practitioner, if I wanted to learn how to give or send Reiki, or just if I wanted to learn how to practice, how, what's, what am I supposed to do? What's this, what's the procedure for that? Can you walk me through that, please? Sure. So you have to find a Reiki master to teach you and walk you through the process and go through like the steps and also learn a little bit more about it before you can have like your level one or level two certification. I am very, very grateful that the person that I learned from, like I, my mom knows her, wherever she's like a really big part of like the South Florida, like community when it comes to these types of things. So she was the person who taught me and where I got my certification from. Uh, Anyone can become certified, but I think you should just find someone who like you really resonate with. And I knew like I trusted this woman. I loved her energy. She's awesome. I don't know whether it has to be done in person or not. I am sure that there are online Now, there are like online versions now where you can learn level one and level two. And then I believe the level above that is Holy Fire Master. Like, yeah, Holy Fire Master. So like, if you see someone that says like Holy Fire certified, that it's, they're referring to Reiki. Awesome. And like, you've done a little bit of practicing yourself. What is the like educating process like? So like, basically, is it like more instructional or is it like more hands-on? Like... Oh my gosh, it's everything. I also like left just feeling like, oh my God, I want to take a nap. Reiki is not supposed to drain you, but I just like, whenever I do energy healing, I'm just like, it it zens me out. And I just like want to, it was a miracle I could drive home. (laughs) That being said though, that does not have like, that's more like who I am. Remember I said I was a highly sensitive person. That's why. It was a little bit of book learning. So reading a little bit about it, doing some meditations, then practicing on the person who taught me. Uh, So very, very hands-on, which is why I didn't know if it was being, you can take it virtually. Um, I, I mean, I loved it. Again, the person who taught me is like one of the greatest people that I know. So that was awesome. But there's definitely book learning and I'm sure that there are like books that people can read to learn and to learn a little bit more about Reiki and the process. And I think what's important to learn is also energy healing has been used for thousands of years. Now, the Reiki that I learned, it was based in like the person who really like popularized it from like in Japan. And I want to say like it was in like the 1920s or something. So, I mean, this isn't something that someone just like came up with. Energy healing has been used for hundreds of thousands of years. So this is just a different like it's just a different tool in your tool belt, which is how I like to view it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You bring out your yoga tool, and then you bring out your meditation tool, you bring out your Reiki tool. Exactly. <laughs> I like, love this. What do you need to do for your own personal well-being? And I think Reiki is just another one of those things. 
I love this. And now my final question before we move into the lightning round. So I feel like 2020 has been a year of extreme uncertainty. And though I feel like now we, you know, now that we're a year into it, we have like a better idea of like how to maneuver, how to adapt. I still think that, you know, with lockdowns happening in different parts of the world, like Ontario, like where I live, we're still in a state of emergency lockdown. Um, we've been in a state of emergency lockdown for a while now. I feel like, you know, people are still finding a hard time to calm the anxiety and stress that comes with this whole pandemic. There's new strains popping up here and there. So as a motivator of, you know, harnessing a holistic lifestyle, what's one piece of advice that you would like to give our listeners on how to heal during this time? Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. I know that we're all hooked on our phones right now and it's really easy to get sucked in. Turn your phone off, take a nap, meditate, or do something good with your time. Like, I love listening to meditations before I fall asleep. Or there's this like manifestation podcast that I really love, and it just like knocks me out, which is great. I also like am a horrible sleeper, so it's like so great to be able to fall asleep super quickly. If you feel like you need to move, because I know that that is it's really, really tough right now, especially for those who are in a lockdown. Florida just doesn't really give a shit. So people are like going wherever they want to go. <laughs> um, but I absolutely love the channel Yoga with Adrienne. If I can recommend one thing, visit her YouTube channel. It's great. It's at home yoga and she does these 30 day challenges. You can start them whenever. All of them are saved on her YouTube uh, and it's like 30 days of yoga and it's also going at your own pace. It's wonderful. Or if you don't feel like committing to 30 days, that's okay. Everything is like yoga for when you're stressed, yoga when you need to release tension, like blanket yoga, yoga for when you're feeling stuck, uh, yoga for runners. Like there's all of these different types of videos that she makes and it's awesome. And I think it's just a way to move because we are so stagnant right now. And that stagnant energy is also affecting our internal well-being. So move if you can, and also take a nap. <laughs> Love this. Two things which I have put on my to-do list now. For the napping part, it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I love her channel, Shuba. I totally recommend it. It's great. I don't know. Maybe get Edmund to do it with you. It is <laughs> awesome. And I, she's like, also, she has a theater background. So it's not like, okay, we're going to go down into the downward dog and then move forward. It was like, okay, friends. Hi, welcome. And then she sometimes sings and it's like, there's these bingo cards that people make, like common things pop up. It's like her squeaky floor that'll pop up or like knocking on heaven's door, which is like something that she does. It's super cool. I love it. And my mom, I like got my mom to do it with me. And she's like, so many people love yoga with Adrian. And I'm like, because it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Noted. But yeah, let's jump into the lightning round. Are you ready, Charlotte? Yes, I'm ready. It's time for the lightning round. So are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm neither. <laughs> I wake up in a bad mood and then I go to sleep at nine o'clock, but I prefer mornings over nights. My brain is Oh scared. my gosh. I don't know why. I would have never envisioned you as like a, a bad, you know how like there's like either like good mood morning people or bad, you can still be a morning person, but then be in a bad mood. Like if you have to go to work, you're like, oh, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. I would have never envisioned you as like a bad mood 
morning person. Okay, I think it's also in comparison. Like my mom, like her alarm will go up and she's like, I'm ready for my day and like springs out of bed. And I'm like, I need a cup and a half of coffee before I can actually function. But I'm also like a fully functioning human typically by seven o'clock if I wake up at six. So in my head, in comparison, I'm definitely not a morning person, but also I know some people like don't really like actually say hello to the world until like 10 or 11 so you Got know it. I'm a little bit biased oh I like that though if you're still a morning if you're still up and running by seven that in my books is like you're a morning person but anyways moving on what is the best book you've ever read my all-time favorite book is called Brawless in Wonderland it's by Debbie Reed Fisher it's not a children's book but it's skewed for a younger audience and it was she's she used to be an agent in Florida and she based it off of like the modeling industry in the like early 90s 2000s so that's it's awesome it's this like small town Florida girl who kind of like fell down the rabbit hole of modeling so obviously I love it but if you're not a modeling person and you love cheesy romance the light we lost it was a Reese Witherspoon book recommendation oh my goodness could not stop crying reading it. And it was so differently written than every, than anything I've ever read before. Like each chapter was like two pages. So if you're like, oh, I'm not really a reader. I suggest reading this because you can only read like three pages and you're done with the chapter. It was awesome. I highly recommend it. Who was your childhood um, actor or actress crush? We all loved Zac Efron, but then I found out he was 5'8 and I'm 5'10 and that kind of ended everything. Oh no, Charlotte, it's okay. Height doesn't mean everything. <laughs> That's so funny. I do love Zachary Levi, who was in Ooh. Chuck. And there was another one, but Zachary Levi is like... Oh my gosh, you like yeah. some Zachs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no one's pointed that out to me before. Um, what is your most used emoji? Oh, I feel so, okay. This, it made me feel super old. It's the laughing with the tears coming out. And now apparently like, if you use that, you're old, which really oh. hurts. I, I know. Right. Like these like Gen Z's are like, if you use that emoji, you're old and irrelevant. It's like you ate Tide Pods. Who the hell are you to talk about culture? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so hilarious. I didn't know that. Right? Oh my gosh. I, I guess we're both old then. <laughs> Thank you. I also like the monkey that's like covering his eyes. Oh, I like the monkey too. What's the best advice you've ever received? I asked a lot of people this who are on my podcast and I can't necessarily pick just one piece of advice. I think Someone I interviewed, her name was Paige, and the best piece of advice that she was ever given was, it's not a no, it's a not yet. And she said that to me, and I was like, you know what? I needed that. Because also right now, just I'm hearing so many no, like no's from jobs, and I'm like, okay, it's not a no, it's a not yet. Something's going to come up when the right thing is supposed to come up. Oh, I love that. And what's the worst advice you've ever received? Can I tell, maybe, I don't know, Edmund giving me directions while driving? Does that count? <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I can't pick the worst thing. I don't dwell on things that are super negative. Like, I have a, I can remember anyone's birthday. And I can remember what someone said on this day, at this time, chronological order. But for, like, certain, like, 
words and things like that, I just can't remember. So I feel like if it just didn't hold a lot of consequence, I was like, fell out of my head. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, I aspire to be at that level <laughs> where I'm like, okay, this doesn't serve me. You're not staying in my head. <laughs> oh, I mean, granted, I still like, it's a conscious choice that I make to like, especially now to like, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this day. Like I had probably one of like my worst days ever on Tuesday and Wednesday. And also Mercury retrograde is kicking my butt big time. Like our AC and energy blew out on half of the house, (laughs) not the whole house, half of it. What in the world is going on? So like, I still have really bad days, but I'm also thinking like, okay, what can I do to actually like make it better? And I feel like It's been really tough finding a job and it's definitely been weighing on me, but I'm also just going to think like, you know what, I can take advantage of this time and I'm going to apply for 10 more jobs and I'm going to throw more paper towels at the wall and I'm going to see if any of those stick. So it's definitely not like I'm at this level of zen where nothing affects (laughs) me, but I'm also just trying to make the conscious decision to focus on what's good instead of dwell on what's bad making being mindful of it all Mm -hmm. um what's your favorite tradition or holiday i know that we shouldn't be at least in the united states we have to recognize like the thanksgiving that we were taught when we were young is not the truth also history minor here so i actually like understand and read and know the horrible things that like the white european colonizers did to our country but at least with the meaning and what we associate with it, I love Thanksgiving just because I know I'm going to see my family. Also, my dad makes a really good sweet potato casserole. And Ooh. I just know that he'll make it for Thanksgiving. And he'll like smoke a turkey. And I love that. And also turkeys take a lot of time. So it's not something you can just have every single day of the week. So I love Thanksgiving because I also know like I get to see my family. And Sometimes when your family is far away, that's not something that can happen all the time. So I definitely like that. Oh, how sweet. Teleportation or flying? Oh, teleportation. If you could pick your last, sorry, a snack for the rest of your life, would you rather popcorn or M&M's? So I am actually allergic to dairy. So M&M's are out of the question and I'm technically kind of sensitive to corn. And whenever I eat popcorn, which I've kind of been doing a lot of, like my brain actually feels swollen. So can I oh, take no. fries? <laughs> sure. I was like, well, okay. I gave her, I gave you the worst options. <laughs> okay. We'll go with French fries then. <laughs> Would you rather travel back in time to meet your ancestors or to the future to meet your descendants? Oh my God, this is tough. Okay. Because I'm such a history nerd. I would want to travel back in time. Oh, I, I would have thought that. Okay. I like that. I would have thought that you would have picked the, the latter, but I like that. They're both super cool. Oh my gosh. Like, why can't I have both? Now my final question. If you could describe yourself as a flavor, what would it be? Like a, like an ice cream flavor or like a Oh my gosh. Like whatever you want to go with. I've had people describe themselves as an ice cream flavor or some as like a donut flavor, like whatever, whatever interpretation of flavor you want to go with. Oh my God, it's so funny. I can't have like ice cream or donuts, but oh my God, both of them sound so good. Okay, so super random. I think maybe it's just like I just read this. I would describe myself as like 
a white macadamia with cherry flavor. I don't know. I like think like macadamias are so good. And also cherries have like a little bit of kick. So, you know, I like to think I'm kind of a good person, but also like don't piss me off because I'll kind of be like a little sour and, you know. Oh my gosh. I remember it when people are not, I will say that. I try not to hold a grudge and it also takes a lot to piss me off. But if you do, it's like, no. You're, we're done. Also, this was such a negative way to end that. So. No, that was, this was actually so funny because you were like, I'm so sweet. And then the tone changed where you were like, but don't piss me off. I was like, Ooh, okay, girl. Like, okay. I like the sass. I like the spice. Also, like my friends are so important to me. I'm also an only child. So like, if you are my friend, I will go to bat for you. And I am incredibly loyal, but if someone does something like super horrible, I draw the line. Like I'm very protective of my friends. So it doesn't even have to be like you wronged me. If you wronged a friend and that then affected their well-being, like, I don't know. I don't understand mean people. I just don't get it. It does not take a lot of energy to be nice. You're 100% right. That was, I think, a very sweet kick to the end of the episode, in my opinion. (laughs) So before we wrap up, Charlotte and I wanted to send you all off with a quote. And since you're a special guest, I would love for you to do the honors of reading it out. You draw to you the people and events which resonate with the energy that you are radiating. You attract what you are, so be your best. Linda Field. Awesome. And if our listeners are interested in learning more about you, um, we've already talked about all these different avenues and platforms and like, you know, all these amazing things that you do. So if people wanted to learn more about you or just, you know, if they wanted to follow you or stay up to date with what you're doing, how can they do that? Hit us with the plugs. You can follow me on Instagram. It's at Char Von Tratt. No, that is not my last name. It is a handle that I made for Facebook when I was like 12 after being horribly bullied. And I was like, I'm going to change my last name. And it stuck. So many people actually think that's my last name. Like I get wedding invitations with it. Oh my gosh, that's (laughs) so funny. So you can follow me at Charbon Tratt. Everything is kind of tagged within that. But if you are listening, if you are interested in the podcast that Shuba mentioned earlier, you can follow at 20andtrying.podcast. If you know someone who you think is truly 20 and trying, please tell me, recommend them to me. We're always looking for guests. So I look forward to connecting with anyone who listens to this. I love this. And just a reminder that I was interviewed on Charlotte's podcast as well. So please feel free to hop on there, hit that follow button, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button on her Instagram, hit her with the, what do you call the sweet and endearing energy. And yeah, thank you so much again for joining me, Charlotte. This was so much fun. Oh my gosh. Yes. And if any of your listeners are interested in listening to the episode, it's pretty easy to find. It's like 20 and trying with the ampersand sign, but the title is keeping it spicy. So, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out which episode (laughs) that is. And Shuba was such a wonderful guest on my podcast. She talked all about hers and why she started it. So please listen to that episode because it was one of my favorite to record. Don't tell the other guest. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Charlotte. Of course. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you folks enjoyed that. Join me next Sunday for another episode on Keep It Spicy. If you want to stay in the loop, follow me on Instagram at underscore Keep It Spicy and on Twitter at Keep It Spicy Pod for more related content and some pick-me-ups in the middle of your week. 
like, comment, and share the content and podcast with friends and family. On that note, remember folks, keep it spicy. Yours truly, XX.